Hello everybody, welcome back to Beer and Money. I am Ryan Brickman, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about what is your financial approach, specifically around with the way the economy is going, with the way the stock market's been performing. You know, we all know that we shouldn't panic sell, but we all make decisions sometimes that may not be a panic sell, but is a panic decision, a decision that we may not have otherwise made if we weren't going through what we are going through in this given time. And so, you know, specifically around panic, panic selling, panic selling once can destroy years of good investment decisions. And even a, a, another financial decision, and it doesn't have to be panic sell, it could be just a panic decision, can destroy years of good investment decisions. And so we're going to talk about our approach and how we work with our clients to help with that long-term so we don't ever have to worry about that. But before I dive in today, uh, we are going to be drinking from Farm Strong Brewing Company. This is in Mount Vernon, Washington. Actually, my family and I stopped at this brewery, uh, must have been a couple weekends ago, and uh, they had a hazy IPA, and I'm a big fan of hazy IPAs. Uh, Theirs is actually called Yes, We Have a Hazy. It's got a 4.6% alcohol by volume, and then the IBUs are at 31. At a bottle caps, at a 10 bottle caps ranking, I'm going to give this a solid seven. I prefer a little bit more uh, heftier of a hazy IPA. This is more of a lighter feel, uh, lighter taste, but solid for just summer type of type of drink. Uh, and obviously at a 4.6, it's a you know it's one of those that doesn't hit you across across the head as well. So definitely try them out. They're out in Mount Vernon, Washington, if you happen to be driving through. So let's dive into today. So what I want to do is I want you to stop and think about if you're driving, don't like stop, (laughs) but stop and think about what decisions have you made recently that was spurred by what's going on in the stock market, by what's going on with inflation, by what's going on in everything in the world right now. And maybe it was a good decision. I'm not stating it was a bad decision, but the decision was driven by something that's occurring right now. And while sometimes that is important to do, oftentimes any decisions, uh, if you set yourself up appropriately, you don't have to have to, you don't have to go through that decision, which allows uh, all of your finances the way that you've been building them to continue to be built. And it also brings down the chances of that decision being either wrong or maybe having a a very bad consequence to your finances for maybe the next several years. And so let's, let's really go through this. When Alex and I are sitting down with clients for the first time, we go through what we call this bucket approach. And what the bucket approach is really we, when we sit down with people, most people have really two buckets of money. They have a short-term bucket, and that is what we would call your checking savings account. Some might call this an emergency fund. Now, does everyone have an emergency fund? Mm, sometimes, sometimes not. But they've got this liquidity bucket. This is essentially where you're paying your bills from, and maybe you've got some savings for uh, that emergency aspect. The second bucket is the long-term bucket. This is the retirement accounts. This is your 401ks at work. This is your IRAs, your Roth IRAs. 
Now, if we were to look at characteristics of these buckets, specifically, we're going to go through taxation. We're going to go through rate of return expectation. We're going to go through liquidity. So let's, let's go through these. So in your short-term bucket of money, how liquid is that, is that bucket? It's very liquid, right? It, it, this is money that we need to get at any time, any, any, t- any place. Do we expect a rate of return in that short term or that savings account? You know, we always make the joke. We heard from an investment banker one time, we get zero point nothing on that account. So we don't expect a rate of return. Also, because we're not taking any risk that's really sitting in the savings account. So the risk is almost nothing. Then we've got the the taxation of that account. What we don't realize is if we actually were getting return on that money, that would get taxed at ordinary income rates. You would get a 1099 from your bank. And so when we look at those characteristics, those are all characteristics we want in that short-term bucket. Now let's go to the long-term bucket. So with the long-term bucket, what type of rate of return do we expect from that? Obviously, most people, the answer to that question is much higher than you're checking your savings. Sometimes they get double digits expectations of rate of return there. Now to get that rate of return, what type of risk profile do those accounts normally have? Right, they're going to be higher risk profiles, but this is money we're not touching for 20, 30, 40 plus years. Then we get to taxation, right? So this is money we don't plan on touching. So we want some tax deficiencies. This could be tax deferred and this could be tax-free, meaning Roth versus traditional. Tax deferred is it's growing tax deferred. And when you pull that money out past age 59 and a half, that all that money becomes taxable at ordinary income tax rates. And with the Roth accounts, you've paid money, you've ta- paid taxes on the money this year. It grows tax deferred. And when you pull that money at past age 59 and a half, now it comes out tax-free. Those are the tax efficiencies with those two accounts. So we've got this short-term bucket and we've got this long-term bucket. Now, the one other characteristics in the long-term bucket is liquidity. How liquid is that money? It's not very liquid, right? If you were to touch that money uh, prematurely, you'd have to pay taxes and you might have to pay a penalty. Now, maybe you can take a loan from your employer. So there is that aspect, but it's not as liquid as your checking or savings account. I think all of us can agree on that. So we've got these two buckets of money. One is for today, the short-term bucket, and one is for like 30 years from now, your long-term bucket. What can happen over a 30-year time horizon where you might need extra money? Plenty of stuff. We could do a whole episode on that, right? putting a new roof on the house, buying a new house, having a child, getting a new job, starting a new company. I could sit here all day talking about the different things we might want extra money. And so what most people don't have is a midterm bucket. And what a midterm bucket is for is for either money that we need for what instances I just brought up, or this might be money we push into retirement that we can utilize in retirement but it also has a different characteristics. I mean, the same characteristics, maybe a different profile though. So let's go through what we would ideally want a midterm bucket to be, what those characteristics would look like, given that this might be money we touch 
maybe in a five or 10 year period, we just don't know when. So number one, liquidity. Do we need the money to be liquid? Obviously, the answer to that is yes, because we don't want to pay taxes, high taxes and high penalties on accessing the money. Now, what type of risk profile do we want to have on that money? Now, this most people, if we're comparing it, this midterm bucket to your long-term bucket, most people are going to say, yeah, I'm going to take a little bit less risk than, say, in my long-term bucket. So if you're getting a 10% rate of return in your long-term bucket, maybe we're trying to get like 6% in this midterm bucket. Now, what risk profile is that? It's a lower risk profile, right? So we've got risk, we've got uh, liquidity, we've got rate of return. Now we've got taxation. Do we want some tax efficiencies in this? Yeah, obviously the answer to that is yes. And so there are two different um, accounts essentially you can establish that would qualify for this for those characteristics. The first account is just a standard investment account, an account that you're investing in the stock market. Maybe you're not investing all in stocks. Maybe your portfolio isn't like a 90-10, uh, 90% stocks and 10% bonds. Maybe it's like a 60 or 50% stocks and 50% bonds. So lower risk, still able to get some rate of return. And we can get some tax efficiencies because maybe we can pick up some long-term capital gains if we need to sell, which are lower than ordinary income tax brackets. The other bucket of money uh, could be in the forms of um, certain forms of permanent life insurance. Uh, It's known as cash value. You can get access to it if it's structured right. Uh, we're not going to get into the specifics on, on how to design that and how that works. We, we've done that in other episodes, but that's just another bucket of money that we can have. So we've got two ways of having access to this midterm bucket. So now I want you to think about this. When I started this episode, most people had barely any money in their short-term bucket and all of their money in their long-term bucket. Now think about what's going on in the world right now. When all of our money's in the long-term bucket and the stock market's down the way it is and inflation's up the way it is, it feels very difficult. It feels like we might need to make a rush decision for whatever reason that's going on. Maybe this is buying a house, interest rates. There's a bunch of things that affect our decisions. Now imagine having a short-term bucket that's actually filled, meaning you've got at least three months of expenses sitting in savings. And you've got this midterm bucket that you're putting money into. And you're putting money into the long-term. So now you've got this long-term bucket that's down, right? Let's go, uh, let's go to what it would look like if you had that right now. You'd have a long-term bucket that's down. You still might have a midterm bucket that's down, but not down as much. And by the way, you can get access to it. And you have a savings account of three months. How much more flexibility do you have in every decision you now have to make? Maybe you're not feeling the pressure. Maybe you're like, well, I can do X, Y, and Z. I can leverage this account and and move money to this account. Flexibility is key. This conversation around rate of return being the end-all be-all is just the wrong conversation to be having. It's an important conversation. It's not the conversation because in the end, the most financially successful people succeed because they have the flexibility 
And because the risk that they took on, they didn't have, if, if crap hit the fan, they didn't have to blow it up. And so when we have these three different buckets of money, it allows for all of that to occur. Which takes me to the question of the day. After hearing about these three buckets of money, do you have the midterm bucket situated? Do you have that set up? And then another question I'll add is, do you have your emergency fund set up? Do you have three months of expenses sitting there? Head over to beerandmoney.net. And at the bottom of the page, there's a spot for you to answer that question today. If this brought up any questions to you, if you want to talk to us more about this bucket approach, these three buckets and how to set yourself up uh, for success long-term, feel free to reach out to us uh, on that same page. As always, we hope this episode was valuable for you. Make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or quantified financial partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities LLC, OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201. Phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, Air Insurance License Number 1531942. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924, Alexander Collins AR Insurance License Number 7264699, CA Insurance License Number 0H24806, Pinpoint Number 2022-141397, Expiration July 2024.